0: Hey guys, my guest for you today is a success story. His name is Ron. He took the program, which you could check in the link below. And he went from homeless to get his first four clients within 30 days. And the craziest thing is these clients can pay you upwards to $1,000 to $2,000 to $3,000 per month. So you do the math on how fast he moved. Right from homeless to his first four clients in four months, all automated. We're going to go talk about his entire story, what happened, how he even got homeless in the first place, and how if you're going through a financial scare, COVID has messed you up financially, you've lost your jobs, you have no idea how to do any business, you have no tech skills, you're going to find out how this ex-veteran that used to be in the military was able to go from homeless to then making automated income online and Com- clients coming to him instead of him having to do really of all of like the complicated stuff we teach you how he was able to simplify it and you can check more on that in the link below but with that being said let's go on with the rest of the show
1: well thanks for having me brother uh, what a cool uh, surprise
0: yeah man um what's it called uh I mean, it it was something that I feel like we should have done a long time ago, right? Because, you know, um, Abby and Chris like always talk about you, you know, and your story and how like amazing is it? So I I just wanted to like get you one and really just hear it myself because, you know, you only hear like the legends of Ron and how he came from like nothing to, you know, (laughs) like saving his family. So I just wanted to hear firsthand, you know, what happened, you know?
1: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, so you want to hear, hear it from me, how amazing I am, huh? That's not going to make me look like an ass, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, how did, how did it get started? Cause I know, I know you, uh, hit rock bottom, but I'm always curious on how people hit rock bottom or like how they hit rock bottom in the beginning. Right. Because absolutely, people see the success story and they're like, Oh, that can never be me. But you started with a life, but then you hit like a downward turn and I feel like everyone else you know right now has just experienced that maybe even for the first time but because of COVID yeah but I mean with you you know you kind of dealt with the uncertainty and the fear before all this happened so I mean I see you in the Facebook group and you're just like giving people hope when everyone's just freaking out you know
1: well you know what it's um uh, I'm, I'm glad that you see that because I see all these naysayers and doubters and You know if there's one thing i've learned through this entire process um guys like you guys like chris winter uh and and a bunch of others that i that i follow and uh, you know you might go on there and say something lightly but it could be life-changing for somebody so there's enough crap and garbage in the world we don't need to add to it right and what i've learned through all of this is mindset mindset is everything as Mm. cliche as that sounds um you want to know what happened to me before the success started happening yeah my mindset was shit my mindset was shit i mean if you were to boil it down like and look back and all the bad decisions i've ever made you know it's you know we're just programmed, we're programmed from children you know to just you know to, to, to be in a box and stay in a box right mm. and and that could be a whole nother video we could do but um, the mindset is what is what happened, mm. you know, and of course, bad decisions go along with that or or not not pouncing on opportunity because you don't think it's for you because mm. that's what other people do. Uh, that's that's what Mike Bestel does. Right. That's, <laughs> that's what he does. He he becomes successful and he grows a tribe. And, you know, he meets guys like Chris Winters and becomes a dynamic duo and, and other people in your world. And that's that's for other people. That couldn't possibly be for me. I couldn't do that. Mm. I couldn't get on an interview and, and talk about mindset you know so and I believed it for the longest time uh, as a matter of fact last year is when I shed that you know shed mm. that shitty uh, what they call stinking thinking right
0: and as soon as I did things started turning mm. around for me it's what was amazing. what was happening what was like the pre-story before that like were you working a job were you um... yeah so
1: you know I'll gladly tell you um I was, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get this where you're not seeing my forehead only. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. So, Um. you know, let me see. I joined the military uh, kind of late. I was about 23 years old. You know, me and my buddy were walking down the street. And I'll make this a fast story, even though I'm starting so far back. Mm. It all started when I was three. <laughs> all right, so we were walking down the street. I'm 23 years old. i uh, just no job, no money, no nothing, no direction in life. Don't know what I'm gonna do next. And I look over at my buddy and said, "Let's let's join the army." He's in a similar situation. He looks at me and says, "All right, let's do it." So we literally go and find the closest you know place that you can to sign up. You know, like mm. one of those little malls where they have all four of them sitting there, military, um, you know, army, navy, marines. You know. Anyway, so we go in there, we go to MEPS and like I'm talking within weeks. I'm in uniform dude. I'm in a bus on my way to you know. Oh. Yeah, so I, I ended up m- meeting my wife in Germany, having three of my four kids over in Germany. so I'll never I'll never um, knock it. It was the best thing that's ever happened to me was joining the
2: military. Uh,
1: but when I got out, uh, when I got out of the military to kind of fast forward, my wife and kids were stuck in Germany and I didn't have the money to bring them back and get an apartment. And you know I just didn't have the resources to take care of my family, so they had to stay in Germany while I figured it out. Well, my uncle, or my cousin, he owned a construction company. And so, hey, you can come work for me. So he did, and um, I was it was a union job. I was learning to be a carpenter, and um, I was making 11 bucks an hour. So if you and your audience can pull out a calculator, how long would it take me to get a car, an apartment, plane tickets and everything else at 11 bucks an hour? Mm. When do you think I'd see my family next? Right. Well, at the meanwhile, I was staying with my sister and her husband was paying for everything. Mm. Paying for the food, the bills, all of that. And, you know, he was in sales, right? He was in sales. I'm. Le- I promise you that this is leading up to to, to your question. Mm. So I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to get into sales. I was I was uh, did a little bit of sales before um, uh, before I joined the military. I grew up. My dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, he sold signs. He he made signs and sold them. So I'd go as a kid into these businesses. Hey, you want to buy this open sign? You know that kind of stuff. So it's just something I kind of saw growing up. So I said, okay, I'm going to go into sales because this guy was making bank. He was selling cars at the time. And I did really good. I was the top sales guy uh, at the dealership, and um, and so I got into sales. That was kind of my thing. Within a couple of months, I had made enough money to bring my family from Germany mm. uh, here to the states. And the thing is, I didn't like selling cars, and I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like the long hours. I didn't like being away. You know, the, the weekends. I didn't. I just. I didn't like, I, I liked the sales part. Don't get me wrong. And I was really good at it. I like meeting different people and talking to them and figuring out what they're trying to do and accomplish and, mm. you know, figuring out what their pain points were. were. It, it, it's like a puzzle, right? And you're kind of in there manipulating uh, the pieces to fit it, you know, so everything can fit fine for them. And, and then you close, you close the sale and you make good money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was something I was naturally good at. Well, the problem is I wasn't happy where I was at. You know, I was just making money to pay bills. Right. And, um, and so then I tried something else and then something else and then something else and then something else. And I was climbing the ladder and I was getting really good at my craft Mm. sales, right. But I was always working for somebody else and I was always building somebody else's dream and making somebody else happy. Right they are sending their kids to college. They're 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 you know, they're buying their dream house. They're doing their stuff and hey Ron, can you work this Saturday? Right? That kind of thing. So I was just always found myself empty and depressed. You know, if we're going to be honest, very depressed. I'd get up and I'd grind the clock and I'd come home and I'd get up the next day and do it all over again and this kept happening over and over again. Uh, Then I moved into management, and then I was uh, running call centers and opening call centers and training, you know, a room full, like, 60 people of sales agents, teaching them how to sell. And and it was always for somebody else, though, right? Mm. And you know, I'll I'll give you a tip, when you you go into a place and you train agents and you put processes into place, like you put a training program into place, you put scripts into place, You know, everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to do when they come through the door to when they leave. When you develop that and you're really good at that, you always work yourself out of a job, (laughs) Mm. right? Because why do they need me now? Everybody's trained. Now we got a training manual. Now you did your training classes online, so they're recorded. So why do we need you? So I went through this rut for about five years where I kept working myself out of these jobs. Um, And once again, depressing. And, you know, just before, just before, um, just before I'd lost everything, you know, it got really rough for me there for a couple of years. I, I gave up. That's what happened. I, I just gave up. I didn't work as hard. Because um, you knew, you knew, fun.
0: like, if, if you worked hard, you're just going to get yourself out of a job even faster. And it's just like this endless well, cycle. Well,
1: not so much that, um, because... You know, for me, it was just years of doing this. It, it caught up with me. I don't want to call it a mental breakdown. Mm. I, um, it wasn't that. I was within my my own reasoning in my mind. I was just burnt out and depressed. And I don't know how else to say it. Mm. I was, um, I wasn't able to take care of my family the way the way I, I needed to, the way I wanted to. Um, I'd lost everything, and I just didn't have the drive. I didn't have that spark to get up in the morning and to make it happen. Mm. And, uh, so after a couple of months of that happening, um, you, you're, you're at the end of your rope, what do you do? So we moved into my sister's place. Uh, so essentially I was homeless. It was, uh, my, my entire family, me and my wife, my kids, we were all sleeping in one room. I think I took a picture of it and, and yeah. posted it. So people would know that the shit's real, you know, we were there and I was only supposed to go there for a couple of weeks. I was going to get another job and I was going to, I ended up staying there, good God, almost a year or something like that. Um, And just fell into a deep depression. You know, it was, Mm. it was pretty, it was pretty bad. Uh, But in the back of my mind, I'd always followed Chris Winters. Um, I'd seen him in in a very similar situation. Um, Not so much not so much with the uh the addictions on my part my part was more mental was just depressed and Mm. i i I didn't see a way out and i didn't see any hope i didn't see any i just you don't know what you don't know right i didn't know running my own business uh picking up these extra skills i didn't know you know these things over here were you know were were happening and that that i can do them but anyways i've been following chris for a a long time since he won his um back in uh back in the day when he won that that fitness thing and then Mm. and then and then uh bill phillips started another another program called t.com transformation.com and then chris was you know into that too and i kind of restarted following him and then um the whole call zoo stuff and everything else he was doing i was always just you know kind of watching it you know he just amazed me His, his whole uh transformation his mindset uh every time he talks it's like gold gold nuggets you know Mm -hmm. it's like i've never seen him just talk crap or talk bullshit or talk down Mm -hmm. it's always like building people up or something positive and you know it's like you start to wonder is the dude human that's what i'm thinking does he does he does he cuss i mean does he get mad does he kick the dog come on man do something there's, like, nothing right, wrong so, with him. I'm like, there has to be something yeah. wrong with him. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there is. We're all human, right? But uh, yeah. he, he does, he's he got the discipline yeah. to know when to turn it on and turn it off, I would imagine, mm. right? So anyways, I saw the interview you guys did, and that was awesome. And and I like how, like, you know, how you met him. You saw him at the table, and you you kind of, like, inserted yourself in there because you want to be around those types of people, right? mm mm-hmm. And um, it's not no different than me. So I just, you know, took action, you know, I finally bought his course. And um, you know, one, one thing about me is like, you know, if you dumb it down enough for me, I'll do pretty damn good at it. Right. So like in sales, uh, when I, when I was selling auto warranties, uh, everybody in the sales world hates the auto warranty guys. Cause we call everybody. Right. Mm. Um, anyways, when I was doing that, They said, Ron, just sit here, put this headset on. You know, this is my training, by the way. Here's your script. All you got to do is read this. And they're going to tell you no, because nobody likes to spend money, especially over the phone, especially on their car, especially if their car is running good, right? You buy a warranty just on the off chance that "Mm, two years down the road, your car might break down and you might need the policy and it might save you some money, maybe, right? So there's like when you're doing one call, one close over the phone, cold calling to complete strangers on a for a piece of paper they never asked for that they can't see touch smell or use unless their car breaks down and you're getting their credit card at the end of the call you got to be good right and and it's not that i'm good it's just i i i can follow directions right mm-hmm. so they said like they so many say, times yeah, if they if they say they got to think about it or they got to talk to your they got to talk to their wife or hey their car never breaks down or you know things of that nature right we want you to read from here, so here's what you say, right? You read this. It's called a script, right? And then when they say no, you read one of these. And I was like a robot. That's exactly what I did. I'd made a lot of money. I learned so much in sales, and uh, you know, um, and it was very similar. With I said all that to say this, Chris and uh uh chris and i are you guys partners i'm not sure how that works you both into the the, so you guys made this just just foolproof you know it's literally from step one down to step two down to step three video plus you got some stuff in there for deeper explanations you just made a foolproof Mm. like how 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 could you not fail the only way you can fail is if you question it if you start mm. questioning what well, is this really going to work and then that mindset thing kicks in right mm. and then and then well let me try it this way and then it's just it, it was spell proof and that's what i loved about it that's why i did so well with it um i'm a natural sales guy well, natural 20 years of experience <laughs> right it makes you a natural right um getting the customers is not the hard part and i notice when you read comments and, 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 you know, like everybody freaks out about the sales. Like we all love talking about building the funnel and, you know, and, and linking this to that and making this work and the automation process. And it's like, that seems to be like the fun stuff. Right. But then we get scared of the sales side, mm. you know, talking to people like, you know, you, you can build the the world's best mousetrap and now you gotta go sell it to somebody. Mm. Right. So, you know, um that's why I did so well, so fast in the course. And that, and that's what helped turn my life around is because I, I
0: built it as quick as I could. Mm. Um, but I had no problem selling it. So I'm, a, that's, that's, that's I'm always like curious, right? Because, um, everyone right now is experiencing, you know, COVID right. And it's either they lost their jobs, uh, they lost their businesses, they lost their careers. They may have been in like a similar situation as you were where they may have to move back in with like parents or, you know, uh, sisters or brothers or whatever. And they're like dealing with all of this, you know, negative mindset that's just constantly getting them more on a downward spiral, uh, like self-hating themselves, just playing the victim game. I'm like really curious, right? Because you did well in sales and then out of nowhere you were homeless. Was, was, what was like that one specific day that like big domino that just started really being the reason that caused that downward spiral because you were it sounded like you were doing well in sales and then out of nowhere you know you had to move back in uh with your right. sister was it like there a specific was a, moment
1: well that that last time um let me see i gotta remember now i seriously have trained myself to block out any kind of shit yeah any kind of negative stuff so it's like for me to go back and try to remember exactly what happened is a little tough hold on let me see if i can pull down some mental blocks. Um, you know, it, Mike, if I have to be honest with you, it, it wasn't so much, I can't point my finger and say, oh, it's because of this event here or it's because of that person there. Or it's because I lost my job here. I'm telling you it was 100% my fault. Um, yeah, I was depressed and I was in a bad space mentally. Mm. Um, Do you know I what was- caused the, the thing in the mentally... Well, looking back on it, I gotta say, um, not not getting out of the you know the difference between a rut and a grave. Have you heard that one? No. The difference between a rut and a grave is about six feet.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. So I was in a rut and I stayed in the rut way too long and it killed me. So uh, a rut for me is when you do the same thing over and over again. There's no purpose behind it. Uh, there's no vision. There's no goal. You're not trying to achieve anything. You just kind of you fell into something. Either you're good at it or you landed in it or whatever it might be. But you, you get up and you do the same thing day in and day out with um, no goals, none of that stuff, right? Everything you guys train on, right? Take all that out of the picture and get up and do a job anyways, mm. right? And that's, that's a rut. And if you stay in a rut long enough, you'll end up in a grave, which is, uh, you know, a symbolic grave right you know your mm. your, your dreams die you know <laughs> your dreams die and when that happens what are we doing we're just breathing oxygen
2: mm.
1: right uh, meat sacks just walking around like zombies um, so to answer your question was there a specific event man I wish my wife was here I'd have to ask her she'd know better than me um, you see we were in Temecula I was doing a sales job Shit, I really don't remember. I think it was just uh, not one big domino, just a lot of tiny little ones. Yeah, a lot of tiny little ones.
0: One of the things that happened um, with my parents when money became, like, a really big issue growing up, you know, is I was just constantly seeing them fighting, and, um, you know, there there were many times that they even almost separated because of, like, the financial strain, even though they loved each other. And I'm really curious because – you seem like you guys are madly in love. I see like the picture with like all of your kids and um, it was like sitting on the couch and then it was like the success story. And like, look, we were able to do it um, in X amount of time. What, what was, how did you guys like allow that relationship to survive? Because one of the things that I'm experiencing here is I have like a bunch of friends that were in relationships that were like really good. And then the pandemic hit, and the finances right. were gone, and then what was once loving turned into this insane, right. like unneeded hatred or anger towards each other. Other, did you guys go through well, something like that? Oh, oh yeah, you don't take pictures of of the ugly,
1: right? Yeah, you don't post the ugly on social media. You don't. Um, you don't record yourselves screaming and yelling at each other. So, trust me, it was there. As a matter of fact, that's all we. When we did fight, it was over finances. You know, it was mm. over. It was over all this this garbage that you just talked about and yeah absolutely it happened to us as well um so how did we get through it uh, i would love to take credit mike i really would but um you know i'm a firm believer in god and mm-hmm. um you know i put my faith in god and I, and I made a solemn promise to god when i got married that I would never leave my wife. My parents were divorced. Um, her parents were divorced. Uh, everybody's parents I knew were divorced. Not everybody's had a few people. So, you know, the times that I wanted to divorce her because I'm so angry and how can she make me this angry? And, yeah. you know, and, it, you know, I could just survive better on my own. You know, the things that go through a man's head is different than a thing that goes through a woman's head. Right. But, Um, there's been a few times there I wanted to walk away and and I'm sure if my wife was sitting next to me, she'd say the same thing, Mm. but we made a promise to God and that's that. So it gets you through it. You know, um, think of it like a triangle, you know, it's like, you got me here and you got Angie there and then God's up here holding it all together. Mm. So even when we can't, even when we let go, even when we want to walk away, um, for, for me, uh, God, Has pushed us through those those really tough tough times and when you go through enough tough times i mean you know just shy of death what else can you go through Mm. right so yeah we just we just stay faithful we have hope Uh, she's a good woman that always helps too you know if you if if you got a girl and she's attracted to that lavish lifestyle you know and then that lavish lifestyle goes away well guess who else has gone away you know there's Mm. it's a no-brainer there but if you're truly in love you guys will work through it you know you'll, you'll find a way it can't be about the money
2: mm.
1: it can't be about the money because it's, 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 it's money comes and goes as we're all experiencing you know I've, I've i've had really good times and i've had some really bad times and um you know i'm 100 percent sure my wife will be there in the future no matter what the money looks like
2: mm. right? man and i then, answer
1: your question
0: yeah and <laughs> and that must have been insane because you know You guys were probably already fighting and then you had to move in to your sister's home. And it's not just like you, it's not just your wife.
1: Most, most, oh, so devastating, bro. I can't even explain to you as a man how that felt, you know, to have to do that. Um, Mm. You know, some good advice to all your listeners out there that's going through some tough times that are having to move back in with family members or having to downgrade or having to move into neighborhoods they don't really want to be in. um, Is do what you got to do. Because at the end of the day, we're humans and we can survive anything, Mm. but don't let the dream die. Keep hustling, keep working, keep, keep, you know, do what you got to do to feed yourself and your family, right? That's, you know, stepping stones aren't one directional. Sometimes you got to take a step Mm. back before you can start walking forward again, right? So, you know, for me, that was a super big blow. It was part of my depression. It's what kept me down because I lingered on it too long. Uh, The best way I can explain it, I heard a preacher say this once, um, talking about thoughts, but I talk about mindset, is uh, how do you stop a bad thought from entering your head, right? How do you stop that? Well, the answer is you can't. You can't stop it, right? It's like a bird flying over your head. You let it fly over your head. You can recognize it. Uh, There's a bird. There it goes. But you can stop a bird from landing in your head and making a nest, Mm right? That, that you have full control over. And um, so when I had all these bad thoughts about not being man enough to take care of my family and, you know, what my wife must think of me and here we are at my sister's house and, you know, all this crap is happening. I just, I, I let it land in my head and make a nest and live there for a while. And the longer it's there, the heavier it gets, mm. right? And you start losing your focus and your clarity and your drive and your passion and all these things start fading away until it's almost gone, right? Mm. So don't let the damn bird land in your head, you know?
0: Man, that's a beautiful Ah. concept. You know, that's like something that I feel like I I just have been going on on a daily basis because even like right now, everything is good. We're in Bali. things are still generally good for the most part, right? You just find and notice what this like quarantine and being stuck at home and not having to leave. You're now just like sitting in your own shit and there's just like more opportunities for birds to like land and create a nest. And I'm like noticing it. And it's so weird because, you know, it just literally happened when you're just confined and you can't really move. And it's like, okay, now you're still and the Mm -hmm. mind starts racing and it's just more opportunity Um, but for you, you know, you, you went to like that deepest of deep darkness and then your success was like pretty fast. You know, like I think it was within 30, 60 or 90 days, you were able to move out and then get your own place. Can you, can you like walk me through that? Because that was kind of like a switch, right? Like you, you, you had this year of an experience and then bam, you just hit like a momentum and Things just started changing because you changed you know
1: yeah that's that's exactly it i switched my mindset i started believing it can be done it's possible it's not too late for me i'm not too old i'm not i'm not past my prime Uh, all these things that were holding me back there's enough success for me as well and a long time ago i heard chris saying some of the his self-doubts you know some of his um uh the things that you know he was having trouble processing and one of them he said and it really resonated with me he said, "There's only so much success." This is a negative thought he was thinking, right? There's only so much success in the universe, and it's all been used up, right? And and so he can't be successful because it's all the successful people are already out there. Something very, something close to that. I'm sorry, Chris, if you're watching this and I slaughtered that, but he got through it, you know. And 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 I, you know, and that's kind of. Once again, you guys made the course, you know, I can't even tell you how many people uh, private message me asking me if your guys' course is bullshit or not, you know, um, if it's real, if, if it's if it's worth the money, if it's, you know, all these things. And I should copy and paste the answer because I give them the same damn answer. It. I start off, it changed my life. That's the first thing I tell most people. It changed my life. It's worth every damn penny. If you have any questions about it, let me know. I've never said one bad thing about that course. It really, it literally changed my life and not the technical stuff, you know, it's the, the mindset stuff, right? And the skills I learn, you know, everybody, you know, looks looks at the course like, um, so I, I have to do this and then I have to do this and I gotta pick a niche and I gotta, and no, no, it's like, it's, look beyond that I can now, I have a regular job too. So I get clients on the side and I, and I work a job and I do mortgages right now and I do credit repair. And, and because the skills I got from this course, I am viewed much higher at my, 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 my job. Like I, I'm um, indispensable. They just wouldn't flippantly fire me. Mm. You know, I, I can do their marketing. I can make videos for them. I can do all these things from all these skills I learned from this course, Right. I, I can move that in a, a thousand different directions. You know, I can do uh, how the course teaches, you know, you go and find your clients and, 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 and you know, lead generation, you can do that, but uh, just understanding how to make videos, uh, make them look better, right. Understanding how to target shit. I could just, I, I can create my own company and, and my own niche where I, I know how to target. Right, I, I can partner up with other people that do Facebooks mm. and, and, and maybe their, their ads aren't as successful. Maybe it's their targeting sucks or something like that. I can create an ad for myself and market myself on any one of the many skills that I've learned in just this course alone mm. to make money. So it's given me a freedom that, that I have no excuse. And that's the thing. I have no excuse. I can't go back mm. into that dark place again because now I have a whole... Uh, not just one or two skill sets. I've got a whole slew of skill sets and a whole new mindset. And mm. and it's like when you when you see something, you can't unsee it, right? Yeah, you ever seen something like that, and now, now you just can't unsee it. Yeah. Well, so it's the same. It's the same thing. Now that I've gone through the course, and um, it's just you can't go backwards from there. And even with COVID, you know, everybody's freaking out. What niche should I pick for COVID? good Lord, you know, okay. So we got COVID, but uh, you know, we, yes, every uh, look at me saying it, not everybody's lost their businesses. There's more businesses still running today mm. than, than there, there has been, there's new businesses popping up because of COVID. Um, okay, I'm in the mortgage, the mortgage niche, right? Well, in the course, it's not really the hottest niche to do. You you know, there's no Groupon offers for, mm-hmm. for, um, um, for mortgages, so I had to get creative, you know, but if I didn't have those skills, I couldn't have got creative and you know, mm. I couldn't have run ads. I couldn't have, you know, uh, done Legion for mortgages. Um, because, because I, I just, you don't know what you don't know. Right. I just didn't mm. know how to do it. And now I do. So, man, it's like, I, I do know. I'm seeing what your Rambo. superpower
0: is. I'm seeing what your superpower is and it's like amazing. Right. Um, Because like most people, they'll see something and they'd be like, okay, this is how it is. These are the rules. I need to play by these rules and stay into this box. You know, here's like this amazing skill set, but here's the box that was laid out. I have to stay in this box. Um, But what your skill set is, is you like saw different use cases and applications to the thing that is the most important skill that you learn, and that's marketing, right? Right. So you're able to take that from the course and the mindset and you realize, wow, this isn't just, oh, I just go to dentists. I just go to chiropractors. The real opportunity is learning how to send customers to anybody. And if that's the case, you know, if you're business X and you only run business X, if the world changes, well, you're out of luck. If you have 100 employees, if you have inventory, if you have a brick and mortar store, if you're uh, like business B, you have the same thing, Right. Like something in the right. world changes, you have to change, you have to lay people off. There's always like this high risk. Like, your superpower is you mitigated your risk by just taking the skill set that all of these businesses want. And all you have to do when COVID happens is you just move to the businesses that have pivoted faster and now they just need marketing. That's right.
1: I don't think people realize how powerful the course really is. You don't just learn. Um, you don't learn about Zapier or you don't learn about active campaign. You learn about like, uh, video you learn about, and, and you learn about automation. You do learn, also learn those things, but you learn copy, copywriting,
2: mm.
1: you know, you learn, um, sales, you know, um, there's so many courses out there and I, and there after, for a short period there. I, I, I did exactly what Chris told me not to do, got shiny <laughs> syndrome object and, um, so I bought a lot of courses <laughs> and you know what? Everybody has a, a gizmo to sell and, and a course on how to sell it. Right. Mm. Um, or of course, how to build it basically. But out of seeing all those courses, no matter what niche you're in, there's a common thread. There's a common thread in all those niches and that's sells. And that's the thing most courses don't teach or they gloss over. They, they put a script in their course here, get on the phone and say this, you know, mm. uh, but there's so much more to sales. And and so um, and Chris does a great job, by the way. I, I love his reverse psychology. It's something that's super powerful in the course. So if you guys are on the, uh, you know, watching this and you're wondering if you should get this course. Hell, mm. yeah, I get it. You learn like we've been discussing, you, you learn all these skills and you guys put it together to use the skills in a, in a fashion, like, okay, here's what you'll do with these skills. But like anything else, if you pick it apart, you can take any one of those skills and run with it in any other niche. It doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. know, you might have to learn another skill. You might have to go on Google or watch a YouTube or, or hire a professional to teach you, you mm-hmm. know, uh, get some mentoring, some coaching, you know, do all these things. But uh, this this course is um, well. I'll just tell you what I've told everybody else. It's changed my life,
2: brother.
0: So. What was it? What was it like when you started getting your first clients? Can you walk me through? You know that the success journey. Now it was because, like, yeah, the way I see it, it was like one client, then a second client, then I think four weeks in you already had four clients paying you. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know what? Uh, if if you can work smarter, not harder, then do it. Right. So there's two ways you could do this, uh, if I remember right. And, uh, organically, right? You can get your clients organically. You guys teach some methods on that. And then through CAM, that, the client acquisition. Um, and that's what I did. So um, I built the funnels. I did everything I was supposed to. Um, Uh, I I ran the ads and sure as shit, people started booking in my calendar, you know? And I just took the calls and ran with it. And once again, sales is not the scary part for me. So like building everything, that was scary for me. You know, uh, just trusting in the process, like, okay, I spent all this money on this course, I gotta hope it's worth it, right? So here Mm -hmm. we go. And then, you know, poor Abby, poor Rose, poor, like everybody in support, man. I was beating them up, you know, like, okay, how do I do this? How do I do that? And, and anyways, um, but I never quit and I kept doing it and I kept building it and building and building and finally it was built. And I, I turned in all my assignments and I did all that and, and I got the, the thumbs up um, to, to go for it. So that, that was, that was scary. Um, putting my credit card into Facebook and turning that ad on. Yeah. So I believe your question was um kind of walk you through the journey of the Yeah, like success, what was it happened.
0: like what was it like when you got your first client? Um did anything shift? What was it like when you got your second client, your third client, and then when um, did you realize you know what? I'm, oh, not, my-
1: I'm not gonna lie, it was it was not um it was expected. Mm. It was expected. So you gotta remember, I used to call people at dinner and get them to hand me $3,000 on a credit card out of the blue for a piece of paper they can't use. Mm. So closing people in, 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 in and and that thrill of the sell, it's, it was just expected. Because if I can do that, I can do anything, bro. I, I mm. promise you that. So I was just excited seeing, seeing them book their calls and the automation and the emails going out. That, that was really exciting for me. And then having the call and just being passionate about what you're doing and that's what i've been missing all these years that passion this is my own thing this is my business this money is coming into my bank account right this is my work this is you know this is building my empire and i hadn't tasted that yet you know so that's that's where i was giggling like a schoolgirl. you know just just i couldn't wait to do it you know over and over again so they booked the call and uh, that first call man I, i think um I think I was so passionate and excited and just, just so happy to be talking to that person. Um, and the way you guys put it down in the course, is like, I truly mean, like the only question she had was how much because the video and the, the core content sells them. They're already sold by the time they talk to you. They want what you're offering. That's why they booked the call, right? And so I heard a, uh, I heard a person say this the best. If you're selling on the phone, you're wrong. You should be closing on the phone by the time they get to the phone call, they should have already moved through your core content, right? Uh, They should already want what you have. When you get on the phone, it's just making them feel comfortable to part, part from their money, you know, uh, answering any last minute questions they have. And, and that's kind of how you guys have this set up. They go through the core content first before they ever talk to you. So it just filters Mm -hmm. all the looky-loos out the, the tire kickers, right? So by the time they get on the phone, You know uh, something that a lot of people do is they talk themselves out of a deal Mm. you know they 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 talk themselves out of the cell so it just it was easy to do man Mm. it was easy to do and it was expected so has anything changed
0: um from your relationship with yourself or even uh, more importantly with your wife and your kids uh since everything started moving upwards um has it changed like, uh, how did, like, what well, was it you like? know,
1: first of all, I'm not living in a mansion, bro. I'm yeah. not in Bali. I'm, I don't have a yacht, you know, it's like, we're still grinding and hustling here. Yeah. I switched, I switched niches. I was doing estheticians. And then I, I got, I got into, uh, I got into, uh, mortgages and, and now, um, what I'm doing is I'm building out a sales group. I want to help others learn yeah. how to sell better. And because of that, um, I've taken a back burner to acquire a new clients, So it's like, I'm not crushing it financially, uh, out of design. I quit taking clients on while I'm doing this, my other thing. Mm. And, and the only reason I would ever do that is because I believe in myself now. So has anything changed with myself? Yeah. Uh, I'm my biggest cheerleader now. And that was never the case. Uh, my wife, um, my wife for the first time in 21 years of marriage is actually supporting me because, wow. you know, like I said, I've hopped from job to job and, and, and from place to place and we've had good times and bad times and more bad times than good times. Let me add that. So um, she's, she's gotten this thick skin. I'm not to get excited about the new shiny thing that I bring in the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is the thing Schatz. I promise, you know, in Germany, we call them Shotzi. That's the same as saying sweetheart. Right. So I always call her Shotzi. I'm like, listen, Shotzi, this is the thing that's going to change. Um, and it never pans out, right? It never pans out because there was all these underlying issues I didn't understand with mindset. Uh, but now that I do, uh, she's fully on board. She's very excited. Um, she sees She sees for the first time in our marriage what I see. And she has the same vision that I have. And now she's my cheerleader and she's telling me, okay, Ron, uh, you know, like before we got on this call, we went on a cruise, a motorcycle ride. When mm. I say cruise, I don't mean boat. Uh, we were on our motorcycle and just riding around. And when I got home, she's like, all right, get busy, you know, cause I'm uh, creating my course and whatnot. And so she never did that before. So, um, absolutely a big difference, a big difference. You know, when you, um, when you can't love yourself, how can anybody else? Mm. Right. And I think that was one of the biggest issues here. So I didn't love myself. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't think um, I was worthy. I couldn't pick up the hammer, right? I'm not worthy. Mm. Um, and when that switched, uh, something about that switching, I switched something in her as well. You know, she could, she could finally uh, pick up what I was putting down. It was pretty cool. Mm. Pretty cool, man.
0: Yeah. And that's what I think I'm like the most excited about for you because now it's like you're you're paving your own path you know you, you you're taking what worked from everything else and now you're creating you know the vision of what you want right before you're kind of playing right. in everyone else's sandbox now you're kind of creating your own sandbox and that's actually what i wanted to kind of really steer this conversation to an end on because i saw that you started that facebook group right And uh, just talking to, you know, you're, you're like so good and passionate and caring when it comes to selling and serving and seeing you in the Facebook group, Um, just constantly just giving value. You know, I think that that was like one thing that I realized ever since traveling is uh, success. Success happens not by seeing how you could take money from people, right? It's by giving value to people without any like need for for no no, no strings strings attached attached, no expecting anything like the reason why the reason why i wanted to get on this uh on this podcast with you is i just wanted to find ways to add value to you you know because i appreciate the thing the (laughs) thing is like here's the thing you know someone i just so
1: you know i had to school my wife on who you were (laughs) Uh, she's i said i I looked at her like shots and she's like what i'm like Mike Vestal wants to talk to me. She's like, that's that's nice. I'm like, I, I don't think you understand, right? I don't think you quite understand. So I had to like run her through your YouTubes and I had to like, you know, like I had to show her who you were because she, she's very anti-computer. She doesn't mm. hop on. Uh, but anyways, it was, and then she
0: was all excited. But, but here's the thing. I'm like, Here's the thing, you know, like someone, someone could find success, right? They, like, for example, you got your first client, second client, third client, and any one of these clients, you know, can pay upwards to like a thousand to $2,000 for your service for just like a single month. Right. right? So, That's right. That's so, you know, it's like with four clients, you could very fastly get to your first five or eight or even 10 grand online. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And you were able to just get client after client after client. You're taking a back burner because now you see, okay. There's an actual bigger vision to this. I'm learning marketing well, and sales.
1: And, can, can I talk about that yeah. real quick? The the bigger vision for me is I was, um, you you got to remember I was desperate when I got Chris's course. Yeah. Right. Or your guys's course. I was desperate. I needed. I needed. To, I needed to get out of the situation I was in. And so it's like when I got the course, it gave me a skill set. But am I passionate about lead generation? I think I'm more passionate that I have the skill sets behind what that is, what what lead generation is. And, and um, you know, it's nice to know that I can, I can run an ad and get clients and and provide leads to them and I'll have no problem closing them on my service. You know, that's, it's, it's, there's no words to describe it. You know, there's no Mm. words to describe that I never have to be broke again or I never have to um, I, I just don't have to be homeless. If I'm homeless again, it's because I wanted to be mm. there's, there's no other excuses. Right. But my uh, true passion and this is I just recently really tapped into this is. Um, I spent the last 20 years working in the, the, the most horrible situations in the toughest of sales rooms, um, like when you see those movies, and they talk about boiler rooms yeah. and you know, uh, just super aggressive sales guys. I was the dude that would sell them the leads that they were calling. Mm. So I'm I'm the shark calling the sharks. You know, um, I just so I've got all these skill sets. You know, that have just been tucked away over the years, over the years, over the years. And over the last three or four years, I started learning a little bit about mindset. And then, you know, it's like it's like anything. You read a book, but if you don't act on it, if you don't um, if you don't implement what you've read it's it's well chris says it best <laughs> mental masturbation that's all it is right mm. um you, you're just going through the motions it, it's it, you might as well have not read the book right so um i decided to start giving back so that's why i created the group mm. i wanted to teach when i realized how scared people were of cells and cells is scary if you're new to it it really is uh, when i realized uh, that there was there was actually a need for that um, I said, you know what, this is my spot, this is my niche. Mm. This is where I can fit in and have a purpose and a passion and help folks out. Uh, and I love doing it, man. Yeah, it's just like, you love doing what you do. I, I I can see it in your face. I can see it in your videos. I can see it when you're interviewing people. Um, and we call it an interview, but this don't feel like an interview. feels yeah, like you like guys sit down talking, right? Yeah. And you do that so well because you're good at it because there's a passion there. You found your niche. I'm 47 bro it, I'm a late bloomer it took me a long time to find something that I I get up and I look forward to and I enjoy uh, so yes I started the group just to give back
0: mm. absolutely but you'd be yeah. surprised because it's decisions like that and um, not having any like strings attached to it is what would actually create the most like financial success like I usually find when I chase money it's hard, man. It's like really freaking hard. Um, and and you're stressed and and you make some money, but it's always just like not in the way that is like the exceeding quantities that just grows every single day. But it's so weird. Um, when I just don't even think about money and I just focus on like the value that the money comes easier, faster, and in larger quantities. And I think that's what people need to just find out, especially now, because You know, there's like so much craziness that's going on in the world. And like what people normally do around this time is they contract. They're like, oh man, like I'm in survival mode now. How can I take from other people? Because success in the universe is very limited. So I need to find a way to take, right? Um, Right. But when the world is like shutting down, you're just giving even more. And I think that's what's going to separate you from everybody else that's contracting while, while everyone's contracting, you're expanding. And while everyone's finding ways to take money from people, like right. you you even took a back burner and you're like, okay, let me take less clients. So I can just focus on serving. And I think that is going to be the thing that I'm like, going to be super excited to see the update on, on how that pans out in the next like six, to 12 months, you know? Join the group, dude. (laughs) So I I think I'm already in the group. Um, If anybody wants to join the group, we can just put it in the link below. But dude, I'm so happy to have gotten you on. I'm glad that, you know, I finally got to hear your story from you instead of just seeing the screenshots uh, from the webinars. Cause 'cause I'm like the one, like, I think the reason why the course is good is because, you know, you have a product creator and then you have a marketer usually people buy from good marketers, but since they're good marketers, they spend like little time developing the product. Right. This was like the first time that I, I worked with someone where it was like, okay, Chris is this like godfather mentor. Abby is like in the trenches, you know, doing all the coaching. I could focus on just Facebook ads and I don't have to worry about going in and delivering value because all the value is already delivered. Um, right. So it's been really nice that way, but from my end I've only just been seeing your face because you're just kind of like the poster child of, you know, the course of like, if he could do it, anybody. I didn't, could do I it. didn't, you know what? I
1: didn't, I didn't realize that. As a matter of fact, I stopped posting in the group because I thought I was bragging. I thought like, no. okay, there, there, there's uh um, uh, the Ron show was starting to happen. And so I pulled away from the group for a while and just focused on, you know, was focused on my, my own stuff. And then, um, and then once that mindset stuff started clearing up for me, uh, see, that was a limiting uh, belief, you know. And I said, no, you know what? I'm doing good at this, and people need to know. And nobody's got a, you know, I almost said the F word. Nobody's got a problem going in the group. Uh, just the other day, somebody posted like, it feels like everybody here is trying and failing, you know. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, why don't you, why don't you take half a second with your finger and just scroll down? Within a half a second, you'll find wins. everybody's posting their wins. So, um, that made me realize, you know, I need to get in there more often and share some more success stories. So people Mm. know it's real. It is real. It's not just me though. Tons of people have been in there showing the success stories. Um, I just, um, yeah, I don't know what I was trying to tell you just now, but anyways, it's, it's a great course. I'd recommend it to anybody. It changed my life. Um, it's nice to know that if, if I ever need to, you know, it's just nice to know the course is there, dude. I can I can create a funnel. I, I can go out and uh, I can run some ads, get some clients and service them. Like, how easy is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, but COVID-19 and everybody's shutting down. I was like, well, get in your car, drive down the street. You'll still see a ton of businesses out there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? A ton, a ton that aren't closed down. There's a ton that are. Okay, so we don't focus on those guys right now. Let's focus on the ones that are still open, mm. right? Which is way more than we could ever all together. Everybody in this course, anybody that ever buys a course and a hundred other friends still couldn't touch all the mm. businesses that are out there, you know, so. Yeah, I think the real
0: opportunity it. is um, helping these local businesses make the pivot online, right? Like yeah. really online. So so there's one way where, okay, um, now I can't run ads to send customers to them. But now, you know, like I I saw in the other day, there was like this veterinarian, right? He, he like works with dogs and cats and whatnot. Um, And he's killing it right now Um, because when most vets were like, Oh, local business have to shut down. We're done. We got to stop. We got to like, you know, sit on our hands for the next couple months. What he did was he reached out and he's like creating services that are just then uh, bringing them to the customer instead. Right. And, and that's why he's thriving, because same way like you, where you're not confined to the rules of the world, you're able to take a step back and you're like, OK, what can I actually create? You know that he reached out to his existing clients that are all at home was like, OK, I know COVID-19 happened, but odds are you're you still have these problems that you still need to go to the vet for. How can I right. service you? But now come to you instead of you go to me. Right, and there's so much like, opportunity that I see from that.
1: It's like before before we used to go into businesses, yeah. Like back in the old days, businesses used to come to us, right? Doctors used to go to people's houses, not the other way around, yeah. Right, uh, vets, same thing. Vets go to where the animals are, you know. But uh, society and the way that you know the, the way we've evolved, I guess, over the last twenty some twenty thirty years, you know, we've become a very um, a convenience-based society, mm-hmm. right? And that's why all these businesses popped up or, okay, I can drive and get a donut. Now I can drive and drop my cat off. Now I can go get a pedicure and now I can da-da-da. And it's just like, okay, well, that's slowing down now. So we're going to revert back to what we used to do yeah. or we're going to come... Like for my wife, um, she had a little medical scare and, and we had to uh, go to the doctors. Uh, but her doctor can now see her and diagnose her through the computer. She didn't even have to go drive down there.
0: And most doctors don't you know how, many, how to market that service.
1: Exactly. So how many other people can do the same thing? Like a house decorator, mm. you know, right, hold your phone up, walk me through your house. You know, I mean, walk me through your house. Okay. And she can go and shop her stuff online. There's all sorts of programs, Canva, Photoshop. She can decorate the house with every app walk into the house and she can sell an entire service before any kind of physical meeting ever has to happen. And if, mm. if they really wanted to do that or all sorts, I mean, you and I could sit here and probably come up with, you know, a hundred different ideas for businesses no. out there, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy brave new world. We just got to learn to navigate the waters. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think there's like so much opportunity as long as you have just some creativity. Um, yeah. But with that being said, dude, Hey, Ron, thank you so much for hopping on. I'm glad that we had this conversation um, honor for everyone listening uh make sure to join ron's group he's like an awesome man and if you have any yeah. questions on fam you could also ask him as well um yeah. yeah dude i'm really excited to see an update on how everything pans out for you you know and then we yeah. Can just yeah like, uh, thanks on for Facebook. accepting
1: my friends invite I'll, I'll, I'll pop in from time to time let you know um i do do interviews with people kind of like you're doing me so i'm going to invite you on your own show to uh flip the table let me interview you all right man (laughs) it was a pleasure brother all right brother i appreciate it i'm honored thank you for thinking of me
0: all right take these man bye all right
1: peace